Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Kathy Jean Francois. And here's a bit about Kathy. She's a self-proclaimed recovering depressive, has started a new blogging platform to discuss ideas, quotes, and popular expressions that have resonated with her and that have helped her to keep a positive perspective on life despite suffering with depression. It's all about her desire to keep a positive mindset to achieve her own form of happiness. By blogging about what has helped her cope with depression, she hopes to help others depressives who may also be struggling alone. And today we're going to get into Kathy's Cross. So without further ado, welcome Kathy Jean-Francois. Oh, thank you so much, Genesis, for welcoming me. That was such a great intro. And thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this podcast. I'm so excited. My pleasure, Kathy. And let's dive into what exactly is Kathy's Cross and walk us through how did it get started? Okay, Kathy's Cross is um, my new blog post, my new blog uh, platform where I discuss how I have managed to continuously overcome depression. And the reason why I say continuously is because it's an everyday effort. Um, so it came across, well, I've always loved writing. And for a very, very long time, I had a blog uh, called The True Confessions of a Reluctant Bachelorette. And that was all about me uh, dealing with the fact that I was already 40 and I didn't have a prospect of marriage. And I was like, why am I still alone? Why am I still single? And so I would write about my single life and uh, the, my disaster dates and it was, it was fun. And then I did meet somebody and uh, his last name happens to be Ty, T-I-G-H-E. And uh, when I married him, I stopped doing the, the Bachelorette uh, blog, but I started with Tied the Knot, you know, a play on words, Tied the Knot because his last name is Ty. And um, I talked about several aspects of being a new wife, but I found that, you know, just sharing that information, I was just like not really all that comfortable with sharing information about my details with my husband, but I did want to continue blogging. And I started really diving in. Okay, so what, what's important to me? What, do, what can I contribute to society? What, or to like the one or two people who read my blogs, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but so that's when I thought about, well, I've been writing a novel about a, a woman who overcomes depression based on what I've been dealing with. So I was like, why don't, why don't I just write about how I'm dealing with depression? And so that's where Kathy's Cross came. And I was thinking, at first I was gonna call it Kathy's Corner and all this, and I wanted the alliteration CC and um, all these other titles that I was thinking of, you know, were already taken. So I decided, well, why not think about the cross? Because if you think about it, we bear our own crosses, you know, on a daily basis, the things that we struggle with, the things that, bring us down, the things that we're forced to pick back up. And uh, so I called it Kathy's Cross and I, and I thought that that really worked. And my, the, the subtitle, I guess you could say, is a, a, a Depressive's Positive Perspective. And I really wanted to hone in on how I 
try to look at life in a positive perspective, despite the depression that I suffer with. Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Kathy, and how you built upon Kathy's cross and then you went to tie the knot. And I want to go a little bit deeper, if you don't mind here. So whatever, you were 40 and you didn't see any prospects and then you had um, you were facing depression and all of this other things. What did you do to like finally get outside of that mindset and really um, start to see things from a different vantage point to the point where your has you met your husband and y'all um, connected and then you know the rest is history because now you're married and et cetera. What did that look like? Well, you know, it, it was it was a process. It was a long process, and I discovered it by accident to be honest with you. So I have a twin sister and um, we, we're paternal twins, but we do look very, very similar. We kind of have the same body type. And she was always so into, um, you know, working out. And she liked to work out more, much more than I did. And every year we would go to what's called the, the, the Twins Festival. And, <laughs> and it's called Twins Days in, in a place in Ohio uh, called Twinsburg. <laughs> and every year we would go to this Twins Festival. And um, okay. And um, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just like distracted. Can you hold on one second, please? So when we go to the Twins Festival, all the twins there look exactly the same. They dress the same, their hair's the same, their nail polish, everything's the same. And my sister would be like, look, I'm working out and you're not. So we're not gonna look the same when we go to the Twins Festival. <laughs> and so that was that was a vain, um, um, <laughs> it was a vain way to tell me, you know, you need to start working out. And so I found that when I started working out, I liked the way that I looked. And when I, so I, I worked out more, I would only start with like 10 minutes a day. And then I moved it to like maybe 20 minutes. And then, and then I found myself really enjoying the workouts that I was doing. And I also found that while I was working out more and more, I was sad less and less. So I felt like that the working out really correlated with my well, really sort of vanquished my feelings of depression. And at the, around the same time, my sister was listening to all these positive motivational speakers and she was telling me about it. And so I started listening to them and sort of those, those ideas, those motivations, motivational speeches sort of ingrained into my brain. And I, I started feeling better about myself. I was reading um, books that were, uh, self, you know, self-help books to make me feel better. And just the number of things that I was doing because my sister introduced them to me really started, started helping me combat this depression that I was feeling. And I feel that it, it's when I started really feeling good about myself and feeling good about my life in general, that's when I met my husband. Now, mind you, we met each other at our place of, places of, place of work. We both taught at the same school, but I had seen him around for like eight years before I started seeing him in a different light. And that was because somebody else was like, oh, you know, he has a crush on you. And I was like, oh, really? But had I not been thinking in the positive ways 
that I was, I don't think I would have been open to seeing him in, in a way that allowed me to, to be vulnerable with him, to, to, to accept him into my life. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So it's um, whenever you really start doing things that are uplifting mentally, physically, and emotionally, then you uh, scale back from the negativity and the positivity kicks in. You have a new focal point and you have a new vantage point. And then whenever you are free from things that are weighing you down, you're open to divine interventions, divine connections, and there are so many blessings that come into your life. But then whenever you have so much baggage that's weighing you down, you're not going to be able to be able to carry certain things because you're already overloaded. You're already like weighed down. So that's beautiful just to hear how it has transitioned from, you know, something as Twins Day and the festival to you um, hearing that from your sister, which, you know, sometimes our sisters could say things that are like, seriously but then whenever we sit back and we're alone and we let it marinate you're like oh okay I never thought about it this way and then you start to work on things but in the moment it doesn't feel good or it doesn't sound good whenever they say it and then now you're married you're happy um and he was all there right along but you never even like considered it because you were dealing with your own things so how how long have you all been married now? So we just celebrated our second anniversary um, early September. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And the blogging is just phenomenal because you have transitioned your blogging too. And so that's all about, you know, personal as well as professional growth. And so where you are right now with your current blog and, and you look back, Tell me about your reflections and how does that look? My reflections in terms of my blogging? Yes, in terms of your blogging. And then you could also elaborate on everything as a whole. Okay. So as I said, I remember I was in my 20s and I told my mom that I wanted to write a book about, you know, my my dating disasters and stuff. And my mom was like, yeah, go for it. And, um, but that never came to be, right? And a lot of things kept me from pursuing that, namely the fear of trying to get published in this really um, dense uh, and competitive publishing world that we live in. But when blogging became a thing, I was just like, why don't I start a blog and do what I had always wanted to do in form of a book? And uh, so that was mainly done as a way for me to uh, let go of the things that were, that were inside of me, right? So when I started blogging and, and I started writing about, well, why is this happening to me? I have a really good head on my, on my shoulders. I know that I'm attractive. Um, I'm educated. Why can I not find the right guy out there? And I believe all of that was just me letting go of the stuff that was, you know, that, that was marinating in my mind that was... That, that was keeping me back from enjoying life, right? And um, so once I did get married, of course, I'm not going to continue this 
reluctant bachelorette blog because I'm now married. I'm no longer a bachelorette. And so, as I said before, I started to tie the knot. And that was sort of in the same vein. I have to, I wanted to just talk about my marriage in a funny way and be lighthearted. Maybe some people would find it funny. Maybe people would be like, oh gosh, I'm glad I'm not married or, or whatever. And it was meant to be lighthearted and fun. And moving forward and, and thinking about how I had moved on from the depression. I mean, I, I, I still get depressed. I'm still depressed um, for the most part, but it's, it's, it's this constant stuff that I have to do on a daily basis to get out of that. And I started, I realized that I started writing blog posts for my tied the Knot for my marriage blog about how I overcome certain hurdles. And I was like, hmm, I'm writing this stuff in my marriage blog, but it doesn't really have to do with my marriage. Why don't I create a different blog. So the way that I transitioned to that was really focusing and thinking about what is it that I want to tell people out there. So that's how that has evolved. So it, uh, so my working out and, and, and thinking positive and all that helped me to, to find someone. And that in turn helped me move on from that blog. And that blog, is in, in my new blog, it helped me to move on to my newest Kathy's Cross blog. So it, it all, you know, was effortless in a, in a way. In It was effortless in what I was trying to, to, to evoke for myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense because it seems like all of the pieces now fit together as part of the puzzle. And once you accomplish one, one level, you move on to the next one. It's almost like, you know, sometimes in life when we're going through this roller coaster ride is what I call it, or mm -hmm. you're going through this game. Like if you're playing this game, you're like, oh, if I beat level one, I get to level two. And so you had different stages of your life that you had to go through. And while you were going through those different stages of your life a blog was coming along with you and by writing it was your way for you to help to cope in a healthy way and free yourself and free the thoughts into your mind and then by you writing it down you never know how you are making that impact to help somebody else who may be going through something similar but they may not know who to talk to but if they read your blog it's comforting and so another thing I want to point out is because you said that oh I'm not in this depressive state but I do get depressed sometimes and a thing I want to be mindful of a, a tool that I use for um, whenever I'm coaching clients is my RQ method which is re, um, refuel refocus and realign and then we have to be mindful of the words that we release out of our mouth because when we're releasing certain things those words then begin to curate a space and we want to make sure that what we're saying is not curating a space for us to walk into a condition that we're trying to be um, pulled out of and we're trying to cut off at the source and at the root and the reason why I say that is because when I was younger I went through depression as as well um and it was triggered by being bullied in high school. And it was the darkest point of my life. But then what I did during that season was I had to learn different techniques. And while learning those different techniques, I fell in love with someone. And people asked me, who did you fall in love with? And I said, I fell in love with me. I had to love me 
wholeheartedly, unconditional, unapologetically. And then I paired that with my faith because I grew up in a household where my parents were very religious as well as spiritual. And I allowed those components to really work together. And journaling helped me because sometimes when you're going through something, the outward and the external factors don't understand what's going on internally with you. Mm. And so whenever you begin to express yourself by journaling, it's like you're freeing your you're freeing your mind. And then as you free your mind, you could always go back and look at what you wrote and say, oh, on, for example, today's Monday, on Monday, October 11th at 10.07 a.m. Central Standard Time, I wrote this, man, this is what I was feeling in this moment. This is what I'm feeling now. And then you could start to, you know, track your progress and et cetera. I'm not sure. And it looks different for everybody, but I said, these are some techniques and different tools that has helped me. And then you ask yourself, okay, maybe I need to mind map. And then whenever you're mind mapping, you just write down all the things that are going on in your head and just write them down on um, your paper, or you can write them down electronically. And they're not always going to make sense when you write them down, but when you actually get that still small quiet time when it's just you and you go back and look at the words, the sentences and et cetera, that you just spurred out, then it helps you piece together a different, a different um, vantage point and a masterpiece. And let me know if this is making sense. It is making perfect sense. I've, I've never done journaling, but what I did find was I'm, I kind of, I made the connection in one of my recent posts on my blog about uh, healing. I called it healing through writing. And I realized that when I was writing, I, I started writing my novel about a woman who suffers with depression. I started writing it 20 years ago, literally. And <laughs> it's something that I put on the back burner when I became a teacher. And then I would pick it up every summer when I had off. And then I would put it again back burner. But I realized every time that I worked on it, I was using what I was literally going through with my, uh, with depression, I, I thought about like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Let me write it down so that it could be authentic in the novel. And I really, I really believe in the bottom of my stomach, I really believe that me writing down what I was feeling with depression sort of like let go of that monster and, you know, helped me deal with what I was going through, just writing it down. And that's what journaling does for a lot of people. They write down all the, the the crap that's in their minds and they let it go. And then some people, when they journal, they, they throw it away at the end of the day, or some people keep it in notebooks that they never look at again, as long as it's out of you, right? I think that's what helps. Yeah, that does help because I like the way that you're putting that writing, uh, writing is healthy or the, um, or you could say health, health, um, can be achieved by writing or it could be free or whatever but I would encourage people is like whenever we write sometimes it's not necessarily just for us but sometimes when we write it's so that we could plant a seed to help somebody else later yeah. on down the line and that's where we're laying a foundation and we're building legacy and I would encourage you even though you wrote all of this stuff 20 years ago and you have it put out that book because there may be a 
another woman or another young Kathy that needs to see what you wrote 20 years ago and where you are now, because it's all about us planting that seed in order to reap a harvest. And we may not see a harvest in our lifetime, but we may see it in our offsprings and generations to come. But we did our part by planting the seed. And you never know how planting that seed is going to create that ripple effect, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I completely and wholeheartedly agree with you. <laughs> we're, we're talking the same language here. <laughs> and Kathy, as we begin to wind down, I want you to leave us with some gems for the listeners as well as the viewers that will curate around the pillars of the podcast, which is to educate, motivate, and inspire. What are some statements, some mantras, or et cetera, that helps you keep going whenever you feel like down or you feel sad? Um, that's a really good question. Um, a mantra that helps me. I, you know, I'm, I'm not as religious as I used to be, but there is something that I always say to myself whenever I'm having a hard time or whenever I'm experiencing difficulty or something that scares me. I always say, the Lord is with me, the Lord is by my side. And I used to say, please, Lord, be with me, please be by my side. But I realized the Lord is always with us. And so it's just a, a reminder. So when I'm going through something and I'm about to experience something that, I, that scares me a little bit, I just say, the Lord is with me, the Lord is by my side. The Lord is with me, the Lord is by my side. I keep repeating it, keep repeating it. And somehow the thing turns out okay. So that's what I would like to say. Thank you. And that's beautiful. And for those of you who are listening, who may not be religious or spiritual, another good quote I like to give people is quote by Babe Ruth. And it says, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Because we all know that fear is something that we could easily conjure up and we could work ourselves up about something and that thing may not even manifest but because we're so fearful we're allowing that condition of our mind to keep us from hitting that ball to making a strike or getting that home run so I want you to know to get your head in the game and don't be swayed by certain things that you see or feel because sometimes we as human beings make assumptions about things and we don't really know the full scheme. So just be mindful whenever you are hearing something, when you're seeing something or et cetera, and ask yourself, am I hearing this right? Am I seeing it right? Do I need to, you know, go and process this before I make a decision that could turn out in a different light than I originally anticipate and really be intentional about where you are and what season you're in because we're all going through something different and we're, we call them seasons and chapters of our life and no season or chapter is going to be exactly the same. So you have to remember to give yourself grace and mercy because you are no bigger or better than somebody else and we are all passing through this land called earth. So just be mindful of that. And Kathy, I want you to tell the listeners once again who you are, how they could connect with you on social media. And if you want, leave them with a Kathy original quote. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish I thought of a, an original quote, but um, 
Um, again, my name is Kathy Jean Francois, and you can find me on Instagram at Kathy underscore Marie, M-A-R-I-E, the number one. And my website, my blog uh, site is Kathy's Cross, all one word, uh, dot wordpress.com. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS. You just heard Kathy Jean Francois. All of her contact information will be in the show notes and the links will be clickable depending on where you're listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend. And for those of you who are interested in the video component, it will be on YouTube. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember you're a masterpiece and you are created for a purpose. So shine and allow your light to illuminate darkness.